What's up, guys? Sorry for the light delay. I really thought I was going to be able to get Porky from Little Rascals to do an appearance. Didn't exactly work out that way. Oh, well. What can you do? This is the Kill Your Gods podcast. We're talking Little Rascals this week. I ain't got much to talk about other than uh, I did not advance in Philly's funniest, so... I guess I'm not that funny, since 75 people came to the second round and I didn't. Oh well, if you want to see me do comedy, you can still see me July 10th at Pop-In in Chalfont, PA. Uh, July 11th at New York City Broadway Comedy Club, my New York City debut. I am filled with anxiety over it because I have not been there in about 10 years. I have not been to Manhattan in 10 years. July 23rd, Flying Fish Brewery. I'm running that show. That is in Somerdale, New Jersey. That'll be a great show. That one's free. Come check it out. 29th... God, why is July so full? Why why do I have to go and, like, have people enjoy what I do sometimes? Uh, July 29th, that's a Thursday. I'll be in Easton, PA at Pearly Bakers. And then July 31st, I will be doing a fundraiser, running a fundraiser, in Trenton, New Jersey for the Al and sober club my guest this week is john deary you can check him out for his podcast makeup or breakup with a kismet radio follow them at mubu kismet and uh yeah listen to makeup or breakup it's it's really interesting that's with him and Alyssa alduki you can also look them up Alyssa alduki uh great comedian great comedian along with john john himself so uh yeah we did Little Rascals. We're wrapping up. We have one more week. I think we're doing Sandlot next week. And then we're done with Kids Movie Month. And then we're back to the Bible. Read your Bible. Because as we're going there, we're going to be doing Exodus. And then uh, coming up, I think the month after that, uh, I don't want to speak too soon. I want to do Dune. But I want to time it properly with the release of the movie. Guys, follow me at Jesse Dram on all the things. Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, Instagram. Venmo, send me an email at jessedram at gmail.com. Let me know what you're thinking. I'll be honest, I haven't heard from y'all in a while. Haven't heard from you in a while. I I, I feel unloved. I feel very unloved. (laughs) Um, Numbers are still decent, though. I know people are still listening. If you're listening, go rate me on iTunes. I know it's so stupid, but it really helps me in the algorithm, especially since I'm a stupid fuck who put the word kill and got, I have three words in my podcast title, and two of them are not favored in algorithms. So, work with me. Rate, subscribe, give me give me a review. I don't care if you give me a review saying Jesse's a big fat fuck fuck. That's fine. That's an opinion I have. But, uh, that's enough of my bullshit. Let's talk about Little Rascals. Here we are. Happy Juneteenth. Happy almost Father's Day. It's Kill Your Gods. Here we are. We're talking about little rascals. And boy, do we have a lot to say about it. Joining me, though, is a friend of mine. He is a comedian. He is a podcaster. He is a man of many motifs. And his name is John Deary. How are you doing, John? Great, man. Thanks for having me. Excited to be a man of many motifs. (laughs) It's been a long time coming, but... So before we get started, uh, where can we find your social media? What do you have to promote? Uh, yeah, uh, social media, Twitter and Instagram uh, at O-Deary, O-H underscore Deary. That's the name, D-E-A-R-Y. And uh, my podcast, Make Up or Break Up. 
through Radio Kismet. So if you just search Radio Kismet or Make Up or Break Up, you should be able to find me and my podcast. And, uh, you know, I'm still kind of getting back in the groove of comedy, so I don't really have anything coming up set in stone, you know? That's a bummer. Shit happens. Shit happens. That's yeah. fine. We're also, we're all getting back into our own comfort level. Like, I got to be honest, uh, my my wife before my fiance and then before that, my girlfriend, all three of them. No. Um, Usually she, the steps, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she was very, very, like, without her, I would have definitely been a little riskier. I thought some people were taking way too many risks. I know there were certain venues in the city that like this time last year were already kind of bopping and like swaths of comics were just catching COVID and they would just keep doing that. And I was very angry about it at the time. And, uh, but now that we're on the other side of it, it's like, oh, I was just mad. I was not allowed to also be there catching COVID, I guess. <laughs> I kind of just embraced the opportunity to take a break. Like I was like, oh man, we can finally slow down. Like, the grind, the, the open mic grind, the comedy grind is like a lot of uh, nonstop <laughs> hustle. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, if I can take a few months off and it's considered self-care, I'm in. I mean, I, I think some people, some people legitimately are out there hustling, uh, constantly moving and being around, though, is not necessarily hustle. Like, I cannot tell you, there are a lot of comics who came back after a year. It's like... Oh, you haven't written anything. Yeah. Yeah, there are people who have been doing comedy the whole year. I don't think you've written anything. Nope. No, they have not. And that is why I am informally yeah. quitting for six weeks until I find something else to do. I don't know. I think I think people just like hanging out. I think that's what comedy is for some people. It's just like I could go hang out with the fellas and get on stage, but really I have nothing to contribute or yeah. say. Oh yeah, no, that is that, that is a lot of comedy. But yeah. we're not here to talk about comedy in the grander sense. We're here to talk about comedy in the narrower sense, specifically yeah. specified on 1994's Little Rascals. So you, this was the movie you wanted to do. So why did you pick this one uh, specifically? Uh, I was a kid whose parents would just buy a movie instead of like spending time with them. Hell yeah! So it was just like, yeah, here's this this month's movie, Little Rascals. <laughs> And I, I, I just rewatched it this morning and I watched it to the extent that I remembered a lot of it. Like I knew a lot of dialogue. I knew a lot of scenes like for a movie. I probably haven't seen in 25 years. I, so here's the thing. I, do you have uh, siblings? Yeah. I have a younger sister. You have a younger sister. Was she particularly into this movie? I don't recall, but yeah, usually if it was on all the kids were watching it. Okay, so here's the thing. I was able to, not only did I remember most of this movie, I remembered like weird little details. Like uh, there's the scene where Darla refers to Waldo as smoother, uh, smoother than a baby's bottom. And I yeah. remembered the girl next to her actually like lips the words along with her. That is because even though I, I liked this movie when it came out, I was like eight years old. My brother, on the other hand, was three years old. And he loved the movie. And when a three-year-old loves something, they watch it three times a day, four times on Sunday. So yeah. this movie and Sandlot, which we're covering next week, I have like burned into, I it, fucking calculus never stood in there, but uh, <laughs> Alfalfa's exact pitch on You Are So Beautiful to Me has remained all these years. S same, dude. It was crazy when I was like, I know 
what exactly what's happening here. I know exactly how this kid sounds, and he's still ugly. <laughs> oh god! You know what? I, I was gonna get into it in the end, but I was uh, looking. I was trying to find any of the cast that could maybe come on the podcast. Um, I ordered a cameo from Porky, so that's probably gonna come in. in oh man! Post. Like, well, he's kind of in a position where he has to send me back something now. So, but I considered uh, Bug Hall who plays alfalfa and dude spoiler alert he has gone down a weird he is like an uber catholic now on twitter but not not a trump supporter weirdly enough but super super catholic super religious also he got arrested two years ago for like huffing like dust cleaner okay which i can arrest you for that (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, I thought that was one of those just like gimme drugs like you know yeah. like you shouldn't huff glue but what are they gonna do like breathing is legal glue is legal but uh yeah he's had a hard time let's put it that way i think uh the odds were stacked against him based solely on his name i, don't, I think he was immediately a disadvantage his name was bug yeah that's god some people really give their kids names horrible names from jump i remember god I'll, I'll talk about this from school i remember there was a kid we all um it felt like we weren't making fun of him it felt like we were celebrating him that's probably not how he chose to interpret it um there was a kid in school whose name was dolan Scherfel. <laughs> and <laughs> exactly um but yeah uh we come to find out dolan was like his mother's family's maiden name I don't know. And he was like a normal kid, but he had like really weird hair and he had a stupid name. So uh, chanting Dolan Scherfel in the halls was just a thing for like four years. Sounds like a Harry Potter character. It does. Yeah. Dolan Scherfel was the seeker for uh, (laughs) Hufflepuff. Absolutely. (laughs) Fuck. I'm going to make a clip out of that and like people from my middle school are going to shit. That'll be fun. Yeah, we're going to finally get Dolan. I'm going to take him down a bit. (laughs) <laughs> he was God, didn't have it hard enough yeah so um so little notes i have here just talking about this This was made in 1994 obviously based on the series of shorts from the 30s and 40s i was actually curious because those shorts were referred to as our gang yet they went with little rascals here i didn't know what that was i honestly wondered like did this have anything to do with like the gang violence problem of like the late 80s early 90s perhaps but no, it turns out when they were bought for television syndication, a certain chunk of them were repackaged under the Little Rascals brand. Um, little sad tidbit here. When this film was being made, Bill Thomas Jr., son of the late Bill Thomas, who played the original Buckwheat, contacted the studio and was invited down to visit the set, but got the impression the filmmakers did not want him or any of the surviving original cast members involved in any capacity. The surviving cast saw this as especially hurtful because the same director, Penelope Spheris, had previously made a Beverly Hillbillies movie, but had gone out of her way to have some of the original stars in that. Um, Eugene Jackson, who originally played Pineapple in the silent Aragon comedies, tried unsuccessfully to contact the studio to be a part of the movie, stating, it's real cold, they have no respect for the old timers, at least they could have recognized some of the living legends surviving from the first films. Yeah, kind of, kind of heavy, needlessly heavy. Were they too old? Were they just like we don't want these old people? Like you said, that was like thirties, forties. So what were they? And they're like 
70s? Yeah, they would have been pretty old. Uh, some of them. I know the original Alfalfa died of like a fucking knife fight in the 50s. Oh, yeah. So. What a way to go. Yeah. Be- better than Bug. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, he's better off. Uh, yeah, I think maybe they just didn't want to put these gross old people in their movie. I think, you know, yeah. the Beverly Hillbillies would probably fit better. But in a little round. You, I mean, you barely see adults in this movie. True. You know, you know what's funny? Speaking of gross old people, there's the scene where they they go off track in the go-kart and there's like an old man they run over who leans up. He's like, you little rascals. Clearly yeah. a yeah. much younger man in makeup. I caught that on the rewatch this morning too. Yeah, that was, I think that was Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> I'm Johnny Knoxville and this, <laughs> I'm going to get that AJ Ferguson trophy. Yeah, I had my uh, Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the TV moment for when he did the little rascals. I'm like, hell yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, so during filming, director Penelope Spiris made sure to hug every child to start the day to make them comfy. That is the weird thing. You you watch this as a kid and you're like, oh, these are little kids. Some of the kids in this movie are fucking four years old, which is ridiculous. Terrible actors. Terrible actors. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you see the... I do maintain Little Rascals has some of the best uh, credits bloopers of any film whatsoever. Because one of the things is we have little kids just being brats. We have Darla who will not stop looking down the fucking camera lens. Yeah, Darla was especially bad. I mean, you can definitely tell like with the cutting, like these kids were being constantly wrangled. Like they're good for one shot, one line. And then it's like, all right, we got to redo everything. Oh, yeah. They probably shot a mountain of film of kids just picking their noses and shitting their pants. <laughs> Porky's got por- Porky needs a change. Um, I found it interesting. So Penelope Spheris was known for uh, like right after this, she directed Wayne's World. She, I believe she directed Night at the Roxbury. But um, she actually made her name only like a few years before this with a trio of music documentaries called The Decline of Western Civilization, documenting respectively L.A. punk, hair metal, and crust punk. And uh, I wrote a dumb little joke here. I will present as such. Rumor has it she also gave Nikki Six from Motley Crue a hug every day on set as well <laughs> to make him comfortable. Um. <laughs> that hug probably went way further than the children's hugs. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that is a that that is that is a hug that ends up in a hospital bed. <laughs> um, so I looked this up and I've seen this before. One thing that baffles me about a lot of these old movies is the critics fucking hated them. Um, Little Rascals has a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes, while audiences gave it a score of A. Um yeah, if you look through a lot of these, oh, are you gonna say I mean it's like why would critics even watch this? It's for children. Who cares? Yeah, and it does seem like you would think more critics would have that take of just like, I didn't think it was great, but the kids are going to like it. And that's, you know, instead of going out there like, I'm sorry, uh, I do not believe Froggy will deserve the Oscar nod this year. Yeah, exactly. Like the original Ninja Turtles has 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is like, if you imagine being the kid who cared about Rotten Tomatoes on the schoolyard. It's like, actually... (laughs) <laughs> I, I thought it was a bit overdrawn it, it sagged in the second act and you would have been stoned to death and you would have deserved it i remember uh in the new york times reading a shitty review of the aqua teen hunger force movie 
Mm. I mean, like, why did you guys even want, like, yeah, of course it's a piece of shit. Everyone going to see this knows it's a piece of shit. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, we made this for it to be a piece of shit. But even stuff you would consider like good films, like good kids' films, <laughs> like the original Mighty Ducks, 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I, I, I don't know. And I think part of this is also. This ties in a little bit. You remember a few years back when the new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie came out and there were a lot of people our age who had grown up with it who were like, they ruined it. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's not yours anymore. I don't. Yeah. You know, you can still watch those other ones. They still exist. Mm. There's plenty of other media. You can read the comic books. You can watch other cartoons. It's no. Like they Everything ruined for you. <laughs> they don't have big noses anymore. It's ruined. <laughs> um, so I have a, a quick rundown here because there's a lot of characters in this movie. Um, Spanky. Spanky is the leader. He runs the He-Man Woman Hater Club with uh oh yeah, his best buddy gets seduced. I will frequently through this episode refer to the He-Man Woman Haters as the original incels. Oh, I had so many incel notes about these guys. Yeah. What, yeah what, I think, what do you got? Give us some. Uh, I mean, the He-Man Women Haters Club now would just be a Facebook group that would just, uh, the members that would just be getting banned every day. <laughs> it would be a lot of Facebook arguing. It would be yeah, a lot of uh, comedians, I'm sure. <laughs> but also, like, I'm just worried about what's going on at Spanky's home. That, or what a lot of these kids' home. What's going on at home that this is what you guys are doing? Uh, well, this is a definite note I have, is that even... <laughs> All right, so for movies made in the 30s and even in the 90s, any of these children today would be taken from their parents' custody. They have no <laughs> supervision whatsoever. The one time we see their parents, we see Alfalfa's dad and Spanky's dad dressed just like them. It's really goddamn creepy. And you know what the retort is? Like, I'm sorry, Spanky. Alfalfa's not here today. Fact, I haven't seen him in weeks. Me and the wife have a thing going on. Just... Yeah, I want when uh, I don't really want. Can we jump ahead of the plot? Can we jump? Yeah, ahead we can jump ahead. It's not, mm. I don't want to spoil it for people that I guess who are watching along. Uh, but when um, that so the their clubhouse burns down, mm. and then they're like, "Alfalfa, you have to watch this car twenty four seven. It's like what? <laughs> that's, I don't know if that's okay. I love that they also, that, but before that, that whole trial scene before he is sentenced to uh watch the go-kart he's actually sentenced to death yeah i was curious to see how that would have played out i mean that's a that, that's a hell of a plea deal to start out with a death sentence and end up with you have to watch a car and you can't see your girlfriend anymore that's true but hey when i'm going through the characters here my only note for alfalfa total simp simp i can see it. white knight beta Yes, I felt I felt like uh, so he's obviously a part of this club, right? Like he's mm -hmm. in, and it just felt like he was one of those kind of guys that just like maybe this fits into simp. I'm not totally up to date with simp, but uh, I don't. I don't, those guys I, I, I don't know what it means, but I know it's 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 a bad thing, and you try too hard for women. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking he was totally phony. I was thinking this kid just knows the right things to say. He's just like conniving. And he's a scumbag. Ooh, we have entirely different reads on that. I thought he was <laughs> I thought he was genuinely just a romantic pushover. But eh. He's in the He-Man Women Haters Club for a reason. Right? He's, he's in there because his boy's in there. It's it's like when your friend really <laughs> gets into playing pool. You don't want to play pool, but you want to support <laughs> your buddy. 
And then next thing you know, you have to guard the pool table day and night because you fucked up. <laughs> you burn the pool hall down, but one pool table survives. <laughs> um, Darla. Darla is a total Stacy. She has alfalfa cucked to kingdom come. She really yeah. is kind of a bitch in this movie. We'll, we'll get into more details. And a terrible actor for a four-year-old. Uh... Yeah, they should they should have fired that bitch. They had... Michelle Trachtenberg was waiting in the wings, but I, I know I, I I'm trying to phrase this. So Alfalfa, you know, likes Darla, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're about to go on a date, and that's when she meets Waldo, the rich neighbor, and she's just like ready to fuck this dude in front of him. Yeah, like just all over his shit. She's all she's a, she's a total Stacy. She's all about you know that money. Yeah. Why would he continue to like her? <laughs> Yeah, she calls, I, I, she calls Waldo a hunk in front of him. Exactly. That's like ugh, so so emasculating. So yeah. that, that's one of the things is okay. The He Man Woman Haters Club maybe not great, but the little girls in this movie. First off, there's only three of them. Two do not get names, and Darla <laughs> kind of kind of a gold digger. A little bit, although she does stand her ground at the end. She does eventually. Um, she rises. He sucks, but I don't know why she didn't rise. He immediately sucked. Like. He showed you who he was immediately. Yeah, he, from from he's instantly making fun of the like how how poor of you basically. Yeah. Uh, also, he has a dog that attacks children, and no one is holding this a, dog account. A fucking Doberman, for God's sake! Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that clip. Uh, <laughs> so, Stymie, his only real characteristic is he has a bowler hat. I'm all about it. Petey, On a bald head. Yeah, that was and, my character. Really oh. John, I hate to tell you, you have a character in this movie, but I will oh, wait. No. For, I will wait for that revelation. Um, so, all right, Petey is a dog, also a pit bull, liable to tear these children's faces off at any moment. Uh, Petey, the best actor in the movie, he is. When he rolls his eyes at the end, and that creepy fucking—I think that's '94 CGI, very yeah, upsetting looking. But other than that, a lot of great reaction shots from Petey. Yeah. Uh, again, I have another. I have a clip. I can't wait to share. Uh, Froggy, survivor of childhood throat cancer. Again, just my <laughs> guess. Porky is spanky but younger. Seriously, four years old. Buckwheat is Porky's cool urban friend. <laughs> so I, I was a little curious why they changed his hair so much in this. Uh, granted, the original. So this is some stuff I learned about the original. Is that there was a lot of. Uh, 1930 style racism involved yeah. in there like literal discussions of like you can't have Darla so close to the colored boy in that oh shot like bad shit so I don't know I guess Buckwheat with the hair was too much part of me we see later that Whoopi Goldberg is his mom so I wonder if like they figured the cameo out first and then just retconned like let's just get <laughs> let's give him Whoopi Goldberg's hair from Jump and we'll get to it at the end that was a great cameo. I was sold. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we have Butch and Woim, bullies, possibly lovers, at the least very co- <laughs> codependent. Uh, especially Woim. Woim just, like, throws. He just wants to be spanked. Just, like, whatever you say, boss. This is a confusing thing that I encountered. Also, similar bullies, uh, Bulk and Skull are, like, basically childhood Bulk and Skull from Power Rangers. Mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. The bullies who are only each other's friends, but are somehow bullying the more popular people. Like, yes, you are less liked. You're clearly, you have a problem. Yeah. There are 90 people in this woman haters gang. Like you can't do something <laughs> about the ginger and the leather jacket kid. Yeah. 
we meet Aha, uh-huh, who has limited speech abilities, also a monkey. They'll have a good payoff at the end, though. All right. So from here, uh, let's get into some of the plot. So <laughs> Spanky wrangles the kids for a meeting of the He-Man Woman Haters Club in a well-built, rusty shack in the woods. All these kids will die of tetanus. That that shack will immediately be overtaken by uh, drug abusers and homeless like that. Oh, that's not theirs anymore. The, that's what I, I didn't even think about that. Like an, an alternate, <laughs> an alternate five minute cut of this movie is like, come on, gang, come to the He Man Woman Hater Shack, and they go in, and there's just teenagers fingering. And they're <laughs> all traumatized. Someone passed out with a needle in their arm. <laughs> that girl's got a frog in her pocket, and he's trying to get it. <laughs> Um, we actually get a dirty joke in here when they convene the meeting and they need to share stories about how girls suck. And Froggy actually says, like, uh, my mom brought a girl over to play, but I chased her off by whipping out my lizard. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple little jokes like this. Uh, Alfalfa's hair is cons- consistently like an it's erection gonna, joke. Gonna, yep. <laughs> Boners and whatnot. Boners. No, sorry, I said erection like I'm a doctor. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't trying to correct you with boners. <laughs> Um, Porky says women make men miserable. I mean, no argument there. You guys are watching a lot of Married with Children, I guess. Oh, yes. Yep. Uh, well, we did Little Giants last week, which has Ed O'Neill in it. And uh, w- I did make the comment that like this movie kind of feels like Ed O'Neill is playing Al Bundy, but in like a first marriage before his wife leaves him. <laughs> and then he ends up just in the dumps with Peg. Because even Al Bundy had that whole like high school football star thing. Like the yeah. characters really aren't that different. Okay, so uh, they talk about the go-kart race coming up and they're trying to figure out who is going to drive the car. And they pick numbers, well, they pick names out of a hat and they choose Alfalfa. But, oh, and AJ Ferguson, famous race car driver, will present the award. Alfalfa is chosen as the driver, only he's not here. He's on a date with a girl, like a fucking loser. So tell me if, uh, real quick, can you hear and see all this? I can see it. We'll see if I can hear it. Yep, I can hear it. Okay, cool. So uh, immediately, <laughs> Darla's just giving him shit and stomping on boundaries. <laughs> great line great line who where did these children get a rowboat yeah you would think like they're not even in like the production of the film like they don't have to wear life preservers <laughs> someone did someone rent these children a boat i think i think somebody rented these children and they just got to do whatever the fuck they yeah. wanted with them and then if you watch through the whole clip that you do see him briefly rowing it it's just alfalfa Darla does nothing. There's no. no way he would be jacked or just be going in a circle. Like this, <laughs> this, this state is not, it doesn't make sense. Uh, guys, have you noticed Alfalfa has some ripped lats? He's, yeah. he's, ro- he's rowing. Uh, he's, he's shirtless later and it doesn't show. Uh, oh God. <laughs> um, Alfalfa pretty much declares he's a feminist and like very like white knight, as we would say today. He's, he's trying to nice guy her. Like, you know, I'm such, <laughs> I'm such a good guy. I'll take care of you. Uh, so Darla basically says, prove it. Let's have a date at your clubhouse. Again, just stomping on bat. Like, you know, why can't, why can't we go to your CEO's, you know, sure house? 
Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Uh, she, she kisses him and we get a hair cowlick boner joke. Yeah, one of your boner jokes. Oh, yeah. So, um, okay. All right, I got to go right to the next clip. So he meets Darla for the date outside of her house with uh, her two friends. And this is where we're going to meet Waldo. But not only Waldo, his terrifying fucking dog that nobody addresses. And his, like, butler, who apparently just takes him places to bully kids. <laughs> that, I didn't pick up on that, but you're right. That butler is always, like, yes, fine, fine insulting, Master Waldo. Just, yeah, just perfectly shows up wherever he's needed, takes the kid wherever. They also this conveniently show, like, Waldo shows up at the fire, I think. That's right, yeah. I think Darla, like, runs away. Uh, that one's so... All right, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> So here, two little girls with no name, go for a kiss. Ah, uh, if I if I had a Fifi, if I had a dollar for every time I was going for a big wet one, only to be savagely attacked by a <laughs> fucking dog. So yeah, hey, what an entrance this kid makes. Oh yeah, that's that's shock and awe right there. That's the U.S. military uses those same tactics, just <laughs> sending the dogs to terrorize the populace and like swoon their women. And yeah, she's immediately feeling them. Like she's immediately like, just into it. He's a, he's spitting hard game. He's like you you have yeah. the sophistication of a woman of twelve. Do you think they were driving and he said to his brother like, "Yo, there's a piece of the fine piece of pussy on the side of the road there." <laughs> hey yo, we pull over. <laughs> Let Fifi out. I'm going to get this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So right here we have, uh, I can have this play in the background without the audio. So Alfalfa goes against all his friends and the people who actually love him because this girl wants a nice restaurant in the forbidden zone. Um, <laughs> they do their best to ruin it by throwing in, you know, I, I think they run the grape juice through a boot. They make uh, kitty litter sandwiches. So I want to ask, did you have any dates that popped to mind that went spectacularly off the rails? Oh, yeah, this the, the exact date happened to me where people put kitty litter in a sandwich I was eating and started a fire. No, I have a <laughs> I had a date where uh, I was an OkCupid date and she wanted to prove how adventurous she was. So she was like, let's go to Wildwood on a whim. Oh, boy. And uh, then on the way, she was like, I'm going to invite some friends. I was like, oh, okay. And this is like a first date. And uh, she invited her friends. We were all packed into her two-door car. There was like five of us, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, I was <laughs> sitting up front with her. And then one of her friends was like, actually, I get car sickness. I need to be in the front. So I got <laughs> relegated to the back seat. Ugh. Uh, this group of friends was not warm or receptive to me at all. Like She was like trying to include me. I'm a little more passive. So I'm like not the best at inserting myself into conversations. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm just, I'm just like totally like out of, out of my element. I'm just in this group of friends that are not my friends. Uh, we, we get to Wildwood and everything's just closing. Like, it's like a really shitty night. Oh, <laughs> There's nothing to do. Nobody even wanted to go on the beach because it was too windy. Did, did you go on like a Tuesday in April? Like before everything opens or? It was a, it was a weeknight, but it was just like a really shitty weather night. And, uh, it just, it ended up being a miserable trip. Uh, I was like, oh, I guess we can all go to the bar. And then one of the friends was an under 21. So we couldn't like, Oh God. We couldn't even do that. Uh, 
I don't know. This group of people just made me feel so out of the loop. I ended up getting in an argument with someone on the way back too. <laughs> it was it was so miserable. Like I considered, I was like, I think I'm just gonna get on a bus to go home. Like, oh god, yeah. I have had I have had some New York City nights where it's like I don't. Where do you come up with a bunch of people and it just gets so out of hand? It's like I'm I'm grabbing the Chinatown bus. I'm getting the fuck out of here. But I learned the lesson: uh, always drive yourself to a date. Like always. A, share, a space where you can leave whenever and then i realized like that's just a rule women know oh yeah, yeah well they they, <laughs> they need to know it for necessity we need to know yeah. it for convenience i was like that man that, yeah i put myself in a very uh compromising situation it's just like this sucks um i had bad. so i had also an okay cupid date okay cupid was always my dating platform of choice that's how i met my wife um so I went on a date with a girl. We went to Barcade, which if you live in a town or city listener that does not have Barcade, it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a bar that has a bunch of classic arcade games in it. And I met a girl there who uh, five minutes into the date said like, oh yeah, my mom died six months ago. I'm having a hard time. Oof. Which is fine. I'm, I'm the dead dad guy. So, you know, I'm fine talking about that. Also, just as like, uh, I feel like as a horny man in his 20s, like, if the girl is halfway decent looking, a lot of bad shit really needs to happen on a first date for me to be like, well, that was really inappropriate of you to say. So he's like, oh, so you cut a dog's throat. Uh, t- tell me more. Uh, yeah, I've met shitty dogs. I get it. Yeah, it's uh, uh, cutting dog's throat and dead dead parent are in the same <laughs> similar vein, I'd say. Same ballpark, though. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So somewhere in the date, we're having a good date, honestly, I think. Uh, About 45 minutes in, she had already laid the groundwork that she has a new roommate moving in. And it's already a pain in the ass. She gets a text 45 minutes in saying, like, my roommate got locked out of her, uh, got got locked out of the house, doesn't have her keys yet. I got to go let her in. I said, like, oh, okay, you want to just call it a night? She says, no, no, I'll, I'll do this. I'll be right back. Like, oh, okay. 20 minutes pass like hey everything all right like yeah yeah i'm figuring it out i'll be back in a minute another 20 minutes pass it's like hey what's happening here stops responding uh. <laughs> totally ditched me i gave her the out do you want to call it a night is this done already no she texted me at 20 minutes later like no no i'll be back in a minute and i just i i never saw her again did she survive maybe i don't that, know maybe. <laughs> that that roommate might have done her in i don't yeah, know maybe she got you know, maybe nothing went wrong. She was just murdered. You know, that's one. You know, maybe maybe she got arrested for killing that dog. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there you go. Can't keep things. Speaking of dogs, uh, very strange film choice here. So at the end of this date, Alfalfa is going to ask Darla for a big. Is that phrasing? Yeah, I don't know. I should ask for a big wet one sometime. He's asking yeah. for consent, though. He's being safe. All right, yeah, so smart. Kissing, reaction shot, dog's balls. Dog's Why? balls, yeah. Like, <laughs> we, I guess we're supposed to react to, like, the tail wagging, but all I see is pink ball sack. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of dog balls. <clears throat> like you would They probably could have not done that. <laughs> I mean, they could have gotten around it by got, getting a female dog for just that shot. Just that shot. I mean, we need a body double for this dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this dog has a no nudity clause in their contract. We need to bring in a stunt. Yeah, I guess technically this is a children's movie with balls in it. 
Yeah, not enough. Not enough. I'll be the first to say. I don't <laughs> want that clip coming back. Um, okay, so the boys have seen enough of this shit and demand to be let in. Alfalfa panics and tries to hide her in a closet. While he tries to hide her, Darla steals the Blur go-kart and smashes it through a wall, which somehow causes the clubhouse to catch on fire. Ooh, I caught, no, I caught the fire. Uh, so he has candles set up on like that oh. fold-out table and he doesn't, he only blows out two of them. It's a three candle thing. And he and misses he the third one. And yeah. then he shuts it because he has- So like he a- started the fire. <laughs> I think maybe Darla crashed the, the cart through the wall trying to escape a fire. <laughs> okay she comes out a, a little better than this <laughs> um so the boy the the boys again uh with absolutely no supervision whatsoever attempt to put out this fire themselves uh pd even helps out pissing on the fire again yeah. a little, little weird but we do get one of the greatest lines in the whole movie classic great great yeah. writing these kids were definitely the highlight of the movie a lot of good gags porky and buckwheat are my absolute favorite of the whole movie because <clears throat> like they yeah. seem to have they have their own dynamic they're more or less just having fun no matter what's happening even when like we have the montage later on when alfalfa and spanky aren't getting along and everyone's all sad fucking but buckwheat and porky are just having a good time they're eating pickles chasing ducks yeah, they, have, uh, they have a bunch of little theme songs that I got a dollar song, the pickle song. Buckwheat can sing, man. Listen, I, I I hate I hate to be a I hate to be a Rotten Tomatoes children's film reviewer, but oh, those are those are mostly the same melodies. It's derivative. Yeah. Buckwheat Buckwheat is lacking originality, which uh, he is going to need to keep up in the modern day of pop music. <laughs> he was probably five at the time may have kept it going maybe have a few new ditties since now he's he's aged out of pop music if you, if you don't <laughs> if you don't have a second hit by seven you're you're done in this industry um, are we gonna we, we're gonna check in on some of these people right i wasn't sure if some of these people oh yeah continue to act they um, familiar. i don't think any of them did i saw bug hall in some other movies but uh other than that, I don't think any of them really act anymore, aside from like little things here and there. Keep in mind, though, like what what things were you doing at five that you still do today? You know, um, play with action figures, Pokemon. Okay. All right, there there are things, there are things. Video games. Uh, so I'm stuck with something. Comedy. I started comedy at four. Mm-hmm. Barely started it here at this age. <laughs> So, uh, despite hijinks with a fire hose, the clubhouse burns down. Tar- Darla is still a total bitch and giving him shit, despite the fact that clearly she has no humility. Like, hey, I'm sorry that went all kind of sideways. Like, nah, the clubhouse burned down, and she's like, I'm running off with a rich guy. Fuck you. Later, Falfa. The rich guy who conveniently shows up at that time. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, but also, like I said, Darla was trapped in a burning uh, clubhouse. So, you know, maybe that might have affected it. Uh, a, a real woman would have gone down with a clubhouse. <laughs> but again, adult supervision, uh, no one arrives to put out that fire. Even like not having 911 readily available, you think someone sees something on fire and calls the, you know, the fire department. Or also they were within walking distance of a fire department, apparently. Like this, nobody, 
caught this. Oh yeah, that that is the gag. After the nine one one thing, they run away and they run right past the fire company. Yeah, um, but like there, you see, they go to an apartment building because uh huh has to like unwrap the fire hose. Yeah, nobody there is like, hey son, how? You? Well, actually, you know what? Maybe they went up to uh huh and like, hey kid, is everything okay? Uh huh, you're doing yeah, all they, right and don't need assistance. Uh huh. They, they pull that fire hose through someone's home, I guess. Or... Yeah. <laughs> but also, uh, these kids were very well prepared for a fire. I don't know. If, they all had fire jackets and helmets. That's right. They, they did all that, but they didn't find anything with consistent water pressure until yeah. they get that <laughs> one thing. Before that, they had the dog pissing on it and they're throwing wa- uh, water balloons. Uh, oh, there is the great gag with the bucket of water where like they're trying to do the chain, but by the time it gets to the end, so much is spilled out. It's just like a dribble. Yeah, classic, classic. Probably from the original Little Rascals, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of great like Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton gags <coughs> in this, which I'm a fan of. Um, so Alfalfa gets sentenced to death, then commuted to watching the go-kart while <laughs> watching the go-kart. We get a great little fantasy segment where, uh, he imagines having to choose between Darla and, and his bros. But you're my boy toy. I won't let you go. So manipulative. This scene apparently directed by Tim Burton. <laughs> Threw this one in there. So weird, but cool. I like it. Yeah, the thunder lightning gag was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of children's screams. Come on. Ah, choose or die. Oh, I didn't put together. He's uh, Alfalfa's wearing a kilt here. There's a few kilts. I think Petey's wearing a kilt as well. Yeah, uh, well, I think I think uh, I, I know Porky and uh, Buckwheat are playing bagpipes. <laughs> so they got that going for him. I'm gonna pull something real quick. Um, so yeah, John. So here, Alfalfa is being cho- told to choose, uh, choose or die, whether he wants Darla or his boys. So have you ever been in a situation where were you ever given an ultimatum, romantically or friendship wise? Uh, romantically, in a, in a in a relationship, basically, uh, a partner who asked a lot of me, a lot more in general than I was willing to give. Mm. So like, uh, you know, dating someone, we're pretty new into it. And she's like, we should be sleeping in the same bed every night. And I was like, what? We don't live together. Oh. And she's like, there's no reason. She's like, we live close enough. You should be over every night. And I was like, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> and then that kept escalating where uh, it was like, uh, we're not having enough sex. You're masturbating too much. And I was like, I don't know if that's true. (laughs) Then she sort of started policing my masturbation. And then eventually this led to, it led to, um, I'll phrase this. Uh, she was like, we're, if we don't have more sex, I'm going to say we need to be in an open relationship so I can get it elsewhere. (laughs) Wow. And, uh, I was like, I I guess do that then. (laughs) And I wasn't thrilled about it. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That that is modern dating. That sucks that that's always yeah. an option. Like I'll go I'll go poly at the drop of a hat if my needs are not yeah. being met. <laughs> I try Yeah. God. Like you're not happy, you can outsource that. You can get that from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh eventually, so I'm in a, a relationship now and I got to say uh not my sex drive, not my masturbation. Turns out if you're an asshole to me, I don't want to have sex with you all the time. That's I think that's ultimately what it was. Yeah. 
that that can happen. That can happen. Turns out yeah. also, if you're not an asshole, I'll maybe have a brief second of like, yeah, maybe maybe I should save this orgasm for later. <laughs> to, ra- ra- wrap it up in a napkin and bring it back in the picnic basket to you. <laughs> like, yeah, you know who meets all my needs? My hand. That's right. Never let me down. And you know what? Oh, you want to talk about outsourcing? Maybe if I need someone else. <laughs> Bam. Oh, there you go. I remember I was 19. <laughs> God, I was 19. And I was dating a girl who was still in my high school, which sounds bad. I remember my dad being like, if I was that girl's father and there was some college kids snooping around like that, I'm in community college. This doesn't count. <laughs> we know all the same people. Um, she had thought she was dating like a college boy who was going to school for radiology and was going to make money. But then she saw my band play and saw how much I loved that. And she at a diner, we're, we're still friends, but at a diner, she tearfully made a scene and said, you need to choose between me and music. Uh, and it, it was really like, babe, 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 please. No, no, don't cry. Let's talk about this. It's music over you. Absolutely. <laughs> but like, you're really making a big thing about this. And uh, we broke up and now she's engaged to a friend of mine and everything's fine. Everything she, went great. Yeah, she came, came to one of my comedy shows two weeks ago. And uh, she, she told me, if only you had chosen me, you wouldn't need this, but oh well. Yeah. <laughs> if only you had chosen me, you could have eventually had to choose between me and comedy. Exactly, yep. Ugh, I, I'm at that point now, but I'm realizing I'm choosing uh, my, my happiness and my sanity <laughs> over comedy. <laughs> we'll see I, I know exactly how i did i didn't get through in philly's funniest and uh every every year that happens you don't get through the first round you, you have a little bit of a spiral of like why the fuck am i doing this i there's definitely a point where you just accept especially an audience voting competition where you're like this is a crapshoot i have lost to people who didn't even get laughs like <laughs> that's what happened to me well one of them yeah. i had uh I had two, uh, you, you know what? I'm fucking praising both of them. Uh, Dave, <laughs> Dave Hogsett, Dave Hogsett knocked it the fuck out of the park. Rob Stant knocked it the fuck out of the park. I would definitely say I had the third set, which uh, meant I was on the chopping block. And yeah. uh, some guy brought more people. And I'm not even going to say that, like, fuck that guy. He's just, he, he's a newer guy. I think he would even know, but yeah, shit happens. It happens, yeah. Maybe maybe the, less, maybe the lesson is I should just stop doing that fucking thing. The contest that makes everyone feel bad. <laughs> yes. Uh, 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 hi, here, here is uh, 25 of my dollars. Please make me feel bad. Yes, I yeah. would like to pay $20 more for photography and video of me feeling bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, say, I, I lose money on this contest every year. Uh, I think I spent... And then you add uh, parking, eating and drinking there, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I got stage shots, so that was more of my... <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the important thing is you got good tape, so you can take that other places and get booked to feel bad there as well. Even, so like, I advanced, and then I just watched the tape, and I was like, this doesn't look as good as it felt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, ugh, I'm worried about that this year. I, I thought I had a really good set, but then, like, the people who love me and have seen me the most were all like, you've done way better, so... Yeah. We're also coming off a pandemic where we barely performed this year. I don't know about you, but I was just out the gates of performing again. So mm-hmm. hopefully next round's better. We'll see. Good luck. Um, Thanks. All right. So <laughs> all the boys are out in a giant tent with the blur. The girls are having a sleepover and talking shit on the boys. The Olsen twins are here. 
yeah they go back and forth about uh what they hate about girls and what they hate about boys including they smell weird the girls say they like to moon you um as, they do. As, it's true yeah so as a kid did you have anything you particularly did you ever go through like a girl hating phase or even like, what was your, this is, I'm thinking of this in the moment, which is why I didn't send you this in advance, but I'm trying to think what was my perspective on, what was my understanding at the age of like five? Yeah, that young, I don't know. I'm a mama's boy too. So like, I, you know, mm. I respect women because of how much I respect my mother. Ooh, ooh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember uh, there was a thing on Arrested Development where they were talking about the concept of a daddy's boy and numerous people <laughs> saying, like, that doesn't really exist. Like, uh, I was a daddy's boy because my dad didn't live with us. So he got to do all the fun shit and he was the one I missed. My mom was always fucking there. So obviously, you know, fuck you, lady. I, I see you every day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I feel like girls of this age were just like, they like, they, they like pink stuff uh i uh, there's a mystery situation happening in the underwear i know they don't have what i have but i don't know what if they have anything do do they pee out their butts that's a thought i had i'm still entirely uncertain i've seen some videos it's inconclusive but they might it's not their butt they don't pee out their butts i can i yeah i'm certain of that part at least i don't know where they are but Okay. Okay. Oh, and the other thing, and I actually still see this with my wife, uh, not peeing out their butts, but one thing I've noticed about women, and it kind of grosses me out to a certain degree, is they genuinely dance to express themselves. I don't know what watching, watching a woman just like, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling in it. Look at me go. <laughs> Something I, I can, I'm picturing a girl dancing and picturing myself on the other side of the room. Like, it's just fucking stupid. You don't know how to, <laughs> you can't communicate with reality. So you do that, which is really just like, I don't get any of that from dancing. So I uh, can relate. My girlfriend is a, uh, a dancer to express herself, but I feel like it's more of the thing where it's like, you know, are you a cat person? Cats. I'm, I'm a pet person in general. So I, I like cats. You know, and your cat, they, they call it the zoomies and your cat just has like an excess of energy and just kind of runs back and forth. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the dancing is. I think it's just like, I got this energy is going to move around a bunch and it's dancing for them mm, yeah women women just need to be tuckered out otherwise yeah. they're all they're all feisty they want to light candles all night doing some dancing and then you know go down for a nap <laughs> oh god it is it, it is fun i i am still even at this age i am very tickled by the the differences between men and women broadly <laughs> obviously there's uh, caveat it is pride month gender is a spectrum etc etc but <laughs> I, i'd like to see a new version of this movie where <laughs> the, the he-man woman hater club are straight up incels and we, they address the spectrum and come around to be more progressive mm-hmm. i can say I, I remember watching the movie as a kid thinking froggy looked like some i i thought because he had like the mullet i actually <laughs> thought he might have been a boy at first i mean a, <laughs> a, a girl, girl yeah. or i don't know yeah, he would be a good accessing character for the non-binary. So yeah, this androgynous kid. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, um, somebody make Little Rascals twenty twenty one. I'm curious. I want to see. I want to see Porky transition into Park. <laughs> Do you think that that was that kid Froggy's voice? 
What was no, that voice? It, it definitely wasn't. I think they had some guy just do the voice after the fact. I had that kid gargle some gravel. And just... yeah, he, 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 they had him. They gave him the kitty litter sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the boys need lumber to build a new clubhouse. The cost will be $450 in 1994 money, which is huge. Uh, real quick cameo rundown. We get Norm from Cheers. Mel Brooks is a banker who turns him down for a loan where they do the classic kid on the shoulders in a long coat dressed as Amish guy's bit, which is, is something that's known in the zeitgeist. But this is really, if you put a gun to my head and say, name a movie where a kid gets on another kid's shoulders and pretends to be an adult. This is the only movie I could think of. I would just go right to Muppets. Mm, where do they do that? Uh, it's, in a, it's in a couple of Muppet movies, I think. The Muppet Man, yeah. When they pose as some... Hmm. I would love to find the origin of that. That'd be interesting. Uh, okay. Alfalfa gets Porky and Buckwheat, Buckwheat, Buckwheat to deliver a hate note to Darla. He says out loud. So basically he's saying out, he's writing a love note that just says like, I can't live without you. Take me back, please, please, please. But he's saying out loud, like, I hate your stinking guts. You make me vomit, you stinking bitch. Uh, so he gives the notes to them. They run away to Darla, lose the note. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I remember this. So Darla's pissed. She crushes a soda can in her mitts. And they are frightened. They are very frightened of her. Uh, we missed a great quote. Uh, I love this quote. It stood with me for a long time from Mel Brooks, mm -hmm. where he says, uh, you're not people, you're kids, which is oh. great. Huge. <laughs> that, that was very big in children's <laughs> stuff at the time. I remember Nickelodeon had a lot of like kids versus adults kind of marketing. Yeah. Because kids are fun and adults aren't. And they're trying to oppress us. And then you become an adult and realize that other adults are oppressing us. Well, I feel like you also become an adult because you really, I remember thinking like, oh, adults don't have any fun. And then I, I become an adult and like my mom tells me like, oh yeah, those friends we had over time, they were swingers. They were always trying to get us to do some shit. That's awesome. So you guys I, were having a little more fun. Or they, they were. They, they were trying to. They definitely were. Um, so have you ever done anything petty and spiteful towards an ex? Uh, I, I have a story here I am not proud of, but it's kind of funny. Yeah, I don't know if I have anything on this. You, got, you can take the lead on this. Um, I had begun dating a girl when I was like 19, 20, and I made the horrible, I was this girl's like first serious boyfriend, uh, like first stuff. And, uh, I made the horrible mistake of bringing her too close into my circle, including getting her a job at my job. So you can maybe see where this is going. We break up and she starts fucking everybody I know, which, uh, oh. which, uh, hey, you know what? She, she, has a right, she has a right to do body, auto body autonomy, slut shaming, etc. As a guy in that situation, it was really fucking painful. And I may at one point had gotten really disgusted with her and given her back a ring she gave me and said, uh, have fun being a whore like your mother. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's heavy. I meant it. She she hit me. She she needed to be held back from attacking me, and I deserved it. But uh, <laughs> we talk about the truth on this podcast. I'm not proud of it, but uh, hey, turned out like her mother. Anyway, more yeah, I was... Uh, the, the only thing I could think of is maybe uh, very specifically sharing social media content that I know would upset an ex, you know, <laughs> like Ooh. jokes at their expense or being with someone else or, you know, stuff that I know that they'd come across. 
Which, uh, it's yeah. much lighter. <laughs> that's uh, that, that's, that's also. I was gonna say that's literally what social media is for. I think though. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Making I have. I, I've definitely had like even before I did comedy, I was still kind of a jokey guy, and I had a few times like something I had said in jest, getting back to a girlfriend or an ex, and then being fucking furious. And I had to be. I had to be just like, look, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't mean it. I was talking shit. Um. Ooh, I remember. I just remembered something mean I did to somebody else. Another one. <laughs> yeah, another one. This is a hard time. It's your podcast. Yeah. Want to hang out all your dirty laundry? Um, I don't. I I don't want to share the full context because uh, it's it's a little crude. But mm -hmm. in an argument with a girl, okay, I I, I was insulting her blowjob skills. Ah. Because she had said something, yada, yada, tiny penis. There, that'll be the caveat. I'll throw out, I, I had been accused of tiny penis. I had to defend myself. Accused of. <laughs> accused of. Exactly. Much like, much like peeing from the butt. Like, it's a theory, but it can't be said. And uh, I might have said something like, oh, if it's so small, then why, you know, why were your blowjobs so bad? You, you think... <laughs> You, you think deep-throating deep is ramming my dick up against your epiglottis. And then I followed epiglottis with, get a dictionary, dummy. Because I knew she didn't know what a fucking epiglottis was. Oh, I was such a bad guy. Yeah, epiglottis doesn't find its way into a lot of insults. And she, 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 she was younger than me and she was a little ditzy. So I had to just throw that. For those unaware, epiglottis is the little fold over your throat that basically separates your windpipe from your, uh, yeah, your trachea from your esophagus. And if you're sucking dick properly, you can move that around so it goes down there and not just eh, 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 like oh. this lady did. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't fun. No. Wow. Jesus. I should probably. I should probably edit that out, but whatever. Yeah, you can probably do that. Yeah. But you can uh, also be like, I and I learned from that. I did. I, I did learn from I hey, I still have a friendship with this girl. So there, there you, you go. go. It just she came to a show last month. It's all all these stories right. are one woman. She came to a show, she went to nursing school, she came back and said, I know what the epiglottis is now. And there you we go. laughed. <laughs> oh, goddamn. Okay. Uh oh, we get another cameo. We see Leah Thompson, aka Marty McFly's mom, looking cute might i say she is running the door at the dance recital spanky and alfalfa demand to talk to her but have to wait butch and Woim tie a dollar to a duck's foot to distract buckwheat and porky this leads to the we got a dollar we got a dollar hey 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 it's a hit hit across the board alfalfa and spanky run away from butch and Woim. they end up in tutus and wigs to hide butch and Woim walk in on leah thompson changing nice uh the boys wander into the girls and the girls ask if they're fairies because it's <laughs> the nutcracker, the sugar plum fairies, but there's definitely a little bit of thing there. Darla says that Waldo is her boyfriend. Alfalfa is bummed out. Spanky throws him under the bus saying, uh, I heard I heard that alfalfa boy dresses in girls clothes. Yeah, a lot of homophobia in the scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, this isn't mentioned, but I saw this. Apparently in the originals, the character of Spanky had a New York accent, but he has a Southern accent in this film. Mm. Uh, do we know the setting? I guess it's like California. This is definitely shot in California. I think the original was shot in California, but yeah. uh, the boys end up in the Nutcracker Ballet, but don't know what to do with the frog. They hide it in their tights. Not knowing the choreography, Spanky cuts a rug with some decent moves. 
Leah Thompson discovers their boys and marches Alfalfa out in his tidy whiteies, which seems a bit like <laughs> let the kid get fucking dressed first. Yeah, she was just every scene she's in, it's very aggressive. People like she doesn't let them into the recital in the first place. Nope. Like, there's no reason to turn them away. It doesn't seem like it's there's tickets. Why would you just why, why is she so mean to children for someone who works with children? Well, I think I think with Alfalfa and Spanky, Alfalfa is going in like I need to talk to Darla. Ah, and she's like, she's busy. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> so again, we get some weird sexism, but great moment. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Spanky distracts Butch and Woim with some Southern flirting as he's walking away, <laughs> shaking his stuff. I think Butch yells out, "You got a burger to go with that shake." Mm. Uh, all of all of the dating and attraction to each other at this late at this age for these children was like concerning yeah why, they're a little they, they're all sexualizing so much at each other so much it's, it's uh, a problem i think mm-hmm. um or tiktok too but while he's walking away from the burger with that shake uh spanky's <laughs> wig gets caught on a branch and gay panic ensues and butch and William <laughs> are like he he tricked me into finding him sexy get him <laughs> um I do love the detail that uh, that under the wig, Spanky was still wearing his little beanie thing. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay, so I do not have a clip for that, but we will talk about this now and talk about it more at the end. So uh, they did a 20th anniversary photo shoot for the Ooh. Little Rascals. And one of the photos they got here was uh, these guys in, can you see this? The fellas wearing the tutus again. Wearing the tutus. And John, unfortunately, this is what I meant about uh, I see you have now. a relation to this movie. I think you might have been spanky. Do you remember where yeah. you were at four years old? I'm uh, watching this movie. Are you sure you were not in this movie? Because you look <laughs> quite a bit like grown spanky. Yeah, that's that's totally me. <laughs> um, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to go through that in more detail at the end of this, but yeah, that, that 20th uh, anniversary photo shoot is pretty gnarly. God, hard to believe how fucking old some of this stuff is. Okay. Um, Porky and Buckwheat have a great buddy dynamic. They're talking about pickles, and it really does feel like as real and organic as the Royale with cheese conversation from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Released the same year. Oh, Alfalfa ends up at Waldo's house, still in his undies, still being chased by the dog. Loses his underwear in front of Waldo and Darla. Yeah. Kind so she knows what he's working with now. Exactly. She knows what he's working She sees what, what he pees out of. <laughs> yeah. Also, so they were just in the recital where Darla was performing. And he has, I guess, run away from the bullies and ended up at Waldo's house where they're now, where Darla and Waldo are now in the pool. I don't, I don't know the timeline on this. Yeah, there's there's a weird. She should not, could not be there by then. We don't we don't know just how long Butch and Woim were chasing him. I get yeah, it could have been hours. Mm. Um, we see the kids put on a carnival to uh, help raise money. They put on a freak show, and I do I did love this gag where they say, "Come see the four foot man eating chicken," and it's yeah. literally a child with a mustache eating fried chicken. And that made me want KFC. Good product placement. Yes. Yes. Uh, I just love the gags in this. I feel like movies try too hard to be like wordplay. Like that is a, that's just a fun gag. Yeah. I, I thought a lot of the physical gags and stuff in this were great. 
like oh, the yeah. opening scene with the uh was it Porky and Buckwheat when their their fishing lines catch each other like mm-hmm. that's a just a very innocent fun gag. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alpha finds Spanky's to do list of ways to ruin his lunch with Darla, and he's pissed now realizing they had a hand in it. He takes off for the carnival in a go kart, which clearly has a motor in it. Um, Buck, Buckwheat and Porky just saw, oh, they put a sign outside the talent show and people are paying for it. Miss Crabtree, played by Daryl Hannah, is pissed that Spanky is stealing and gives him a talking to. He talks her into using it, using the money as a reward for whoever wins the go kart race. And I like she's she's like, we couldn't possibly give all this money back to everyone. Why not? Oh, well, you don't know how long he was taking money from. And I guess so. And people are coming and going. But if people were just attending a show and you just go in and here's three dollars for everyone. (laughs) True. Very true. (laughs) It's also it was just three dollars. Come on. (laughs) Um, So we get a Waldo and Darla have their little show here. Whoa, eh, whatever, I'll do it. Again, these children so sexualized. Very. She's got it, she's got a little cocktail dress on. He's yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> so, Didn't age great. So I don't know if you remember this, but this kid was kind of like the singing kid of the era. He would show up on uh, like TV shows and talk shows, a little bit like the wrestler MJF when he was a okay. child, would uh-huh. just show up on Ellen DeGeneres and like yodel for no fucking reason. <laughs> but I remember specifically he was in an episode of uh, Full House where he does a little bit of the song the and song. dance number. I want to bully that kid so bad. Oh, yeah. No, he's a, the only thing saving him is he's a little rich kid. He does not know enough. I mean, he, he does not realize what an asshole he is. He does not realize <laughs> that he, he's gay yet. Waldo struck me as very closeted. <laughs> yeah, but uh, given who his father is, he'll never be able to come out. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, um, oh, I got a lot on that. <laughs> actually, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to it. All right, so um, <laughs> uh, Alfalfa, Alfalfa demands the stage so he can... Uh, declare his love by singing uh, all I need is the air that I breathe and to love you and Darla is mortified especially when Waldo pours some detergent into his water and he's burping bubbles the entire yeah. time. A very convenient placement of soap there for no reason. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So movies like this really ruined my idea of using songs to express love. I, I, I don't know about you. I, I sang to a girl or two when I was little, when I had like puppy love crushes and yeah. it, it did not work out well for me at all. Yeah. I've never, I've never been any kind of musician or musical person. So I avoided this uh, humiliation. Uh, have you ever, did you ever see like a romantic thing in a movie? And as like a small kid got like, Oh, this is how that's done. This is yeah. how you get a girl to like you. Probably maybe like a, uh, uh, a poem or yelling up at their window or back. poem poems are a big one did you ever write a poem for a girl i don't know but i i'm an english major and i wrote uh i had to write a shakespearean poem okay and i wrote a poem about uh writing a poem to get laid that was like a very a, like it was like romantic but then in the end it was like i wrote this just, just to fuck you basically <laughs> I wrote this to fuck fun. you, and I am a yeah. pantameter. 
it was fun to read it like because like it's very genuine at first like i had to read it in front of as an english major i was one of like two or three men in all of my classes mm. so like got genuine awes from the women in my class reading it oh no and then, and then you know that last line <laughs> got them <laughs> So you could have actually, hold on, were they like pissed when you ruined it? Like, were they no, like- No, I got to laugh. Okay. Oh, I could see like, if mm, you would have been swimming in it if you just hadn't, hadn't ba- <laughs> bailed on the bit. <laughs> um, so Alfalfa and Spanky confront each other. They refer- call each other a Benedict Arnold and a Judas Priest. While everyone's distracted, Butch and Woin <laughs> steal the blur. What- what got me is why didn't they just steal it earlier and they just got pickle juice on them and they gave up? Exactly. They got they got pickle juice and were knocked unconscious for several hours. <laughs> well, they were like, well, we got pickles on us. So we got to go find those kids to beat them up instead of stealing their car. Yeah, something about it. I don't know. Maybe there's something with the ignition like you can't have <laughs> brine on your fit. It has brine <laughs> detection. Uh, so we see brine a monitor. Detect- <laughs> it's brine got one of those... Uh, there's a uh, breathalyzers, but it, it pickled pickles instead. <laughs> oh man, I blew an 05 on the pickle scale. I gotta. <laughs> could you blow for me? Otherwise, we gotta hang out for like 30 minutes. <laughs> um, so yeah, montage of the boys just trying to get along on their own. Buckweed and Porky seem fine, they need their own spinoff. We see Alfalfa and Spanky's dad. I always thought it looked like him. It, you might not remember this. Uh, so Spanky's dad is kind of like a chubby guy. He is played by Eric Edwards, who is famous for playing the fat guy in Blade, the fat guy in Problem Child 2, and the fat guy in National Lampoon's Senior Trip. He must have a great IMDb. He does. He actually lo- he, he got his stomach stapled, and now he's just like the not spectacularly slightly overweight guy, and I don't think he's worked <laughs> in a while, but he's fine. He lost all those roles, all those fat guy roles. Yeah, they, they, they all dried up. Uh, <laughs> Alfalfa and Spanky make up. They decide to build a new go kart with scrap they've stolen. Um, oh, yeah, this is where I have, uh, yeah, as they're stealing stuff, like all these kids would have been taken from their parents' custodies. <laughs> Not to mention, they're in like Southern California in the early 90s. If they had this little supervision, like a street gang would have made them drug mules by this point. <laughs> That's the next movie. Exactly. Hey, Darla, Darla, I need you to drop this off at 16th. Don't open it. I think the bullies might be in that situation, actually. Now I'm finding a lot more sympathy for them. I I sympathize. The bullies are probably poor. I I actually can't say that when these kids have, the rest of the kids have, like, no help from their parents either. Wait, what if, what if the the bullies are outcasts because they respect women? Ooh, that's (laughs) it. Yo, Butch and Boy. They can't be in the He-Man Women Haters Club. Butch and Woim are sensitive female lovers. <laughs> they make they make no hiding it. <laughs> um, okay, so we finally get to the big go kart race. Rebe- uh, Reba McIntyre is the officiant. The blur has become the beast too, and it looks gnarly. Uh, Waldo and Darla <laughs> drive up in their fancy pants go kart, and Waldo has to call his father about something. Hmm. Let's take a look at that. How will this lipstick Oh, a look? fucking ad. <laughs> of course. Of course. Don't, if you're watching the video, don't read the bottom. I'm covering my screen as if that does anything. God damn it. Of course, it's one of the 15 seconds ones you can't skip. I don't even know what they're selling us. Google, we're already using that. Exactly. Finally. 
Google does not need to advertise anymore. Yeah. And it seems, yeah, redundant. Mm -hmm. Advertising Google on Google. Yeah. All right. Waldo makes a phone call. Through the helmet. And he's in the in the blooper reel too. So this idiot couldn't even do that one fucking line in this movie. Nope. And he's also like, <laughs> he's kind of shitty in it. Like he eats some of the popcorn and then he spits it out. It looks like there's somebody right in front of you. This terrible popcorn. <laughs> like piece of shit. Uh, so Trump calls him the best son money could buy, which means he's uh, adopted, I guess. And uh, yeah, he, uh, that's probably the most genuine, sincere thing he's ever said about any of his children. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> I put in here, he has also asked Waldo if he can swing by the Russian consulate on the way there, pick up some things. <laughs> uh, so so I, have uh, a, good. I was gonna I have, a, I have a standing theory. He has a cameo in this, he has a cameo in Home Alone 2. He's definitely just showing up to movie sets to molest children, right? That's what's happening. They're like, while you're here, you want to do a quick scene. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. I want to be alone with Stymie. Yeah. <laughs> God. See, uh, this actually changes the whole thing. And we're going to jump ahead here. But what ends up happening is Darla ends up stealing the car and uh helping the boys win the race by a hair. But knowing what we know about Waldo now, Trump would have gone full, like, dirty tactics she she stole my boy's car my boy won he would have fought the revolts yeah <laughs> i demand Stop a re-race <laughs> yeah re -race. darla stole this race she's a fat bitch true story yeah, the, the kid literally says you're gonna hear from my lawyers like it's it would have been months and months of fight fighting to win that 500 dollars. michael cohen's gonna break you <laughs> <laughs> Gonna send Roger Stone to I don't have a good Trump, but I, I like doing the voice. <laughs> yeah, it's still he really did appear in like everything in this era. And this one doesn't make a whole lot of sense because apparently his whole thing always was um films would approach him to see if they could use his buildings as a location, and he would say, mm -hmm. Only if I can have a cameo. But that I makes can't sense. But I can't think of what any trade-off would be for this movie unless it is like, oh, it would be funny. Who's a famous rich guy? Well, I already told you my theory, and I think that's probably a good fuck. <laughs> you can use my building or I get to fuck the children. Could be. Could be. That's, yeah. a, that, that's another way he bought his son. He bought him he, from Jeffrey yeah. Epstein when they were... Or they had a lot of kids on set, so that's probably what all these cameos were. <laughs> I, uh, Who Whoopi Goldberg was this there? Fuck some kids, <laughs> Oh, God. Um, okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Alfalfa ties Darla's handkerchief to the emblem on the front. We finally see Whoopi Goldberg as Buckwheat's mom. Butch and Woim use dirty tricks. Uh, ooh, great line here where they say, uh, Alfalfa, oh, wait, no. One of the kids say, finders keepers, losers suck. Suck, yeah. And Alfalfa responds, ah, bite me. <laughs> so this is pretty risque. Number one, uh, I feel like we forget this, but like the reason we say things suck is suck a dick. That's where it comes <laughs> from. And we're only like four years from that really entering the lexicon. Like you can watch 80 movies, 80s movies, and like the bully is still saying you guys stink. Like the bully whose dad owns the fucking ski resort. And sucks just work its way. I actually, I, uh, oh, ah, bleh, bleh, bleh. I honestly felt that uh, sucks came along with Beavis and Butthead. 
Like that's when it really entered. See that? Yeah. Maybe the Simpsons. Do they say sucks on the set? I don't know. I think Beavis Butthead is a good one. I I the one Simpsons thing that pops in mind is uh, when he's on the phone and Homer says like, "Oh, those guys were the suckiest sucks that ever sucked," <laughs> and Marge gives him shit for it. But anyway, um, so I'm sure plenty of kids got in trouble for repeating these phrases. In fact, in the video of the 20th anniversary, uh, Bug Hall actually says several mothers like chastised him as a child in public for saying, "You said bite me in that movie, and now my children say it. How dare you!" <laughs> and that's why he is traumatized and a Catholic now. Uh, did you ever get in trouble for repeating something from a movie or a song when you were a kid? Uh, yeah, I got in trouble. Uh, I got yelled at for uh, re- repeating a piss, the word of piss of all words, of mm. all curse words. Uh, from the movie Bushwhacked. <laughs> the movie Bushwhacked. I wanted to do Bushwhacked for this. I thought not enough people oh, man. knew it. It was a great one. And I remember there's the scene where they all piss off the mountain and they pee on the guy. And he's like, oh man, we just pissed on some guy's head. And I made a similar joke and I got in trouble with my friend's mom because I did not know that wasn't okay to say. Oh, I can think of two other fun things from that movie. Uh, I remember they used the girl's training bra as a slingshot. Okay. <laughs> and uh, not, not the same movie, but a uh, monster squad in the eighties. It's all these kids fighting universal monsters. And one of the the wolf man comes and they don't know what to do with the wolf man and they say kick him in the nards and they say wolf man <laughs> doesn't have nards and then he kicks him and wolf man goes and the line is uh oh wow wolf man does have nards <laughs> uh the one i got in trouble for was i had so my dad was 22 when he had me and he had three younger brothers so younger than 22, you can imagine how mature they are. So yeah. when I was a little kid, I just remember my uncles who were all into martial arts, just like really kind of torturing me, like putting me in stress positions and like arm bars and shit like that. Trying out their karate holds. I, I didn't care for it. But I remember one day I called one of them a jerk off because I'd That's heard cl- classic. People don't say jerk off enough. Sometimes they jerk off too much and they and their girlfriends do not care for it. Um, <laughs> but I just heard the term and I figured like, well, I know the word jerk. How much worse could it be with the word off next to it? Turns out very much worse. So uh, I had to wash my mouth out with soap. Literally. 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 So, yeah. yeah, that's how this story starts. I'm seven years old and my arm is being bent away. It doesn't bend. And it ends with me having to eat soap. <laughs> No wonder I'm such a fucking edge lord on stage. No one's gonna tell me what I can, can and can't do. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, Waldo has blades on his go kart. No doubt at his father's insistence of winning at all costs. Yeah. They get run off the road. Darla is mad. Waldo reveals he put the soap bubbles in Alfalfa's drink. So Waldo pulls over and basically says, "Get out of my car, bitch." Uh, Woim throws a smoking flare into the blur. But Waldo uncharacteristically helps him out with the fire extinguisher. Hanky comes unstuck. Alfalfa falls in the hood trying to get it back. His cowlick is the hair that they win by, winner by a hair. Yeah. So in the, uh, the multiple times they made the joke that that cowlick is uh, an erection. Mm-hmm. What if, so basically he wins by a boner. Like that, 
that would be a fun photo finish photo. Someone, Ooh, that would, someone's dick over the finish line. That would be Ooh, winner, winner, uh, winner by a head. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I know the phrase they said winner by a furlong, winner by a fur schlong, maybe. Uh, there you go. I like that. These are good. We're spitballing. <laughs> We're playing some. Yeah. I don't know what a furlong is, but I have heard that used in racing. Um, okay. So Alfalfa punches Butch into pig slop. Uh, Alfalfa will be arrested and tried with assault, no doubt. This will be the incident that brings him into the system, leading to his downfall. I, I do miss when kids. <laughs> I miss when kids' movies had some violence in it. I honestly yeah. miss... I, I wish little kids could still fight in real life. I felt like uh, when I was very, very young, like, honestly, like, probably when this movie came out, like, kindergarten and stuff, it was kind of... A, if you got in trouble at school, and it was like, you know, Johnny said you hit him. Like, Johnny hit me first. And it was like, oh, that makes sense. Not, you know, everybody needs to go into therapy right now. Oof. There was a... I went to an... All- boys catholic school and uh i don't know when this was real or if it was but apparently uh, years years in the past it had been if two boys got in a fight they would just take them down to the gym and give them boxing gloves and let them work it out okay either that is a cultural bullshit thing or <laughs> it happened at every single school because i heard the same exact thing and i went to public school i mean i don't know if it works out for everybody because i feel like uh it's just like, oh, well, the stronger person was right. It's like, what? <laughs> right. But I, I, I do think, though, that, like, usually the instigator is one shitty kid and violence is just the language he speaks. It's his love language, you know? So that kid's not going to listen to get in trouble. Like, I don't know. I was going to ask, can you remember any childhood fistfights? I remember uh, me and my cousin Frank, I would, his mom would watch me a lot of the time. And uh, cousin Frank was a little shithead. He he'd be the one to like fucking punch in the kidneys and then literally like whistle and act like he didn't do anything while you cry. <laughs> I remember one time me and him got in a fist fight, and his parents were so pissed off at me and were so sick of him not sticking up for him himself that uh, they made us basically square off in the kitchen and like they gave him shit to hit me with, but. <sighs> I just, they were frustrated with me. It wasn't anything that they weren't throwing him a fucking hatchet or anything. They threw him like a box or something. And uh, I classic yeah, weapon. Classic. <laughs> and I still won. I was, God, I was a very violent child. I remember actually that same cousin, we're talking like five, six, seven. That cousin did something at my, my birthday is in October. And he did something at my birthday to make me cry. And I was so upset about it. Cause I feel like when you're a little kid, like, there's something blasphemous about ruining somebody's birthday. Like it's you only your day. Get, exactly. It's your day. I've been waiting all year for this enough. So that my, the same cousin, his birthday was in February and we were fine at this point. We were friends, but at his birthday party, I suddenly remembered, Oh, he made me cry at my birthday. And I just punched him in the nose. <laughs> like, right. Revenge dish serve cold. Yeah, I didn't have any, uh, I was a coward all childhood, you know, well, still, but they never, never a fighter, always just uh, mean to people with my words. That's the way to do it. Yeah, it's worked out. Have you ever been in a fight of any kind? I'm curious. Maybe an occasional one, somebody throws one thing, but not, never mm-hmm. like a fight, fight. Never, it's like worth 
thrown down. Let's do this. Right. Never. It's when, not when too you, late. Oh yeah. No, you're not too late. Now I feel like when you're a little kid in middle school, there is obviously like one punch gets thrown and it gets broken up. But yeah. like if it happens away from school and it becomes a, everyone's going to form a circle around us. You do not have the option to leave. Like we'll make sure nobody dies, but you're going to fight. Yeah. I don't know if that would have been my, I don't know if that would have been my thing. <laughs> those are, well, keep in mind, I never found myself in one of those fights, but I was a hundred percent one of the kids in that circle. Yeah. All of that. All right. So back to the movie. Uh, <laughs> Waldo takes off his helmet and it wasn't Waldo. It was Darla. She kicked him to the side of the road, which even as a little kid, I think I appreciated like, oh, that was a good film trick. Yeah. Because they were like both wearing the helmet. You couldn't see who was who. And it's really like, pull over. I want to get out. And he says, fine. And then it cuts away to something. And then it cuts back. And all we see is one silver helmeted kid driving away from another. You would never have any reason to think it was anything what they suggested until all of a sudden Waldo is being helpful. And then boom, it's Darla. Yeah, Darla really stood her ground. I would have liked to see that scene. Yeah, that would have been good. She, she would have had to throw him out of the driver's seat. Yeah. Maybe she got a little violent. Maybe maybe she had uncles that were putting her in stress. I'm going to stop there. <laughs> um, I guess maybe they had it planned and they were like, this kid can't act. We can't pull this scene off. Yeah, we need to get him out. Well, no, they definitely need to pull it off because Spanky needs to learn to respect women because when he sees this as darla he faints his world's destroyed he's <laughs> helped by a girl he wants to go take like a hot crying shower but uh extra twist turns out reba mcintyre given the award out is the race car driver aj ferguson all yeah, these kids love yeah all the kids love aj ferguson have no idea what he looks like somehow yeah a bunch of fucking posers dude yeah so, like, Spanky ends up respecting women because of this, but I could just as easily see him being like, you can't fucking trust them. <laughs> I think, I, yeah, I feel like if if the best race car driver was a woman, that's all we know about them. And so this is a woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We do not live <laughs> in a world now, let alone 1994, where, like, it, keep in mind, three years later than this, Tiger Woods will be the best golf star. And all we can talk about is look at this black guy with a golf club. <laughs> so yeah, if, if the best race car driver in the world was a woman, that would be the first thing you knew about her. All right. So we see the clubhouse now. It is now boys and girls. I guess uh, they got title nine by a judge somewhere. Uh, Raven Simone gets a cameo flirting yeah. with Stymie. Uh-huh, finds a girl to stick pencils up his nose with. We find out, uh-huh, can speak. All the boys kiss their girls. Even the monkeys make out. PD rolls his eyes. Roll credits. Yeah. Blooper reel. Blooper reel. And I'm actually going to put some of the blooper reel stuff in the background so we can just see just how fucking annoying it must have been to make this movie. Oh, uh, to manage these children? Yeah. Yeah, to manage these children. I'm gonna have to do the audio on and off here just so we don't get pulled. But uh... oh yeah, we have Porky here is complaining because he has hiccups. Yeah. Anyway, do we have to do the scene again? Yeah, you're hiccuping. Can't even speak. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that you're asking children to remember lines that literally they could not speak two years before this. <laughs> 
I have been speaking, I, I've been doing comedy for seven years. I have been speaking the English language for 32 years and I still forget my fucking lines. So if you could imagine. Yeah, learning lines is a pain in the ass. I've had to act and it's not fun. Mm. <laughs> All right, we get to see specifically how bad uh, Darla was. Yeah. <laughs> Every scene. <laughs> like how, how do you handle recasting a child if it got to the point where it's like we have no good footage we have to get rid of her we gotta fire this kid yeah yeah um so the 20th anniversary photo shoot this is so cool and i real i think they did something similar for um the sandlot recently so this company called maybe if i promote them 22 vision it won't get pulled uh, I think they did this for a magazine and we just see all the kids. So here we have Darla. Oh, and, uh, all right. Yeah. Looking pretty good. That's, yeah. So loud, my bad. So yeah, we got Young Buckwheat. Oh, wow. So I guess these guys are just like a little bit older than us, essentially. Oh, yeah, no. Probably uh, not even, right? Probably our age. Yeah, I think so. Bug Hall is our age. Uh, some of the kids like Porky... Yeah, Porky there on the left, Zach Mabry, who uh, I guess I'm going to edit in a cameo when I get it. Um, he is he was four years old when they shot this, if not okay, a little so bit yeah, older. Okay, 90. Yeah. All right, maybe 93. Mm -hmm. And 89. I don't know. Uh, so we got a little clip right here. He says that apparently the We Got a Dollar was used in several rap songs as a beat. <laughs> in one of them. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, that's pretty so cool. So waiting huh? on that check. Uh, Yelling at me? She goes. Oh, okay. This is a uh, this is Alfalfa recounting the the mother angry with him for the bite me. He wants to start yelling at me. She goes, my son won't stop saying ah bite me because he saw you in the movie <laughs> and you shouldn't have said that. I just went. Ah, bite me. I liked working with Mo. Yeah, uh, Froggy didn't turn out to be too weird looking. I'm impressed with him for that. Oh yeah, he came a long way. Why the? Yeah. The guy that was stymied just like a Jedi, apparently. I don't know. His clothes don't fit as well as an adult. <laughs> but it, it's just that angle. It looks like it's a robe. But I think yeah. they do have him wearing a weird vest. I feel like Stymie had one of the weirdest outfits out of all of them in the movie. I mean, uh, it was a, a bald child that wore a bowler cap. Like, what, what are you doing? Where did you come from? <laughs> Who, why are you shaving your head at this age? Are you okay? <laughs> Uh, so Waldo looks exactly the same. Yeah. Like maybe without the glasses. And so, yeah, we get some of the photo shoot here. And, oh, actually, I have a whole other thing for the photo uh, was shoot. Anybody, was anybody, like, above coming back? <laughs> no, they, they got all of them. Uh, they uh, even I don't got... think Petey came back. Oh, yeah, true. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah pho <laughs> Petey's photoshopped in there. <laughs> what, what if what if he didn't die he was a long-lived dog but he was just like he i had terrible fights with the producers every day yeah, it's, it's a, a rough shape <laughs> it's it's a dark part of my life i'd rather not look back on so yeah darla's pretty cute uh yeah. i would say yeah bug he doesn't look like a bug he looks like he should have gotten a different name um so this is where it gets a little upsetting again take this with a grain of salt because it does seem like bug hall is like a conspiracy guy but he does <laughs> claim that he dealt with some Hollywood like uh, 
child abuse stuff, which is horrible, does happen. But the confusing thing about that, I don't want to rag on him too hard, but I mean, he, how do you get molested and then respond to that by saying, I need to get more involved with the Catholic Church? <laughs> Seems yeah, a real uh, overcorrection. Is that maybe a bit, bit of a disconnect? Yeah. So, yeah, we just see they, they just grew up into regular. God, that's a blurry photo they used on the left. Um, Froggy, Waldo. Guys, watch the video version of this that I'm sure I'll have to edit to fuck because I get copyright strikes every single week. But uh, so in, in the video itself, they even bring back the two girls that go completely unnamed for the entire movie. <laughs> they have names in the credits, but yeah, they are never named in the movie. Yeah, they're called like Mary Jane and Grace, but uh, I don't know. Um, okay, so like I said, in, in reading all of this about Alfalfa, uh, he's careful to distinguish online that while he is definitely conservative, he is not a Trump supporter. And weirdly enough, it has something to do with Trump University. Like, oh, it's he, Trump University and not something that happened on the set of Little Rascals 20 maybe. years earlier? Again, you would think, I mean, he's got an in with the guy in that yeah. literally he showed up on set and said, Hey, Alpha Alpha, what can I, I, I can't make the joke with him because it seems he was actually upset <laughs> or not upset. Abuse. Yeah. I don't know why I said, <laughs> yes, he was I, upset. I, the same thing. Yeah. I, I, I was upset every day by the priest as a young Yeah. The boy. conundrum, the yeah. little, <laughs> but found my, I found myself in a real pickle and I yeah. found a, a real <laughs> pickle in me. All right. This is all bad. Well, John, we finished it. We had a good time. Um, yeah. Any any final thoughts about the film? Uh, it it uh, besides the incel stuff, I think it held up pretty well. <laughs> Again, this is another thing that annoys me with like the poor ratings. Like I felt it held up perfectly well. I I thought a lot of the gags were really funny, really uh, not intuitive, but like I, I can't even say original, but like. It was really cool seeing like these old vaudevillian style gags being played out on TV. Still, yeah, the the jokes and the comedy of this movie are kind of timeless. Like it's they're, like they're still funny. Yeah, yeah. It, it, this would hold up as a children's movie now. I'd show this to a kid. <laughs> See, I would like to. Apparently, they did do one of those knockoff uh, like sequels where, well, it, it it's none of the same kids, but it's like seven years later, so it couldn't yeah. be unless. Ooh, maybe like a gritty, you know how uh, the WB, is it still called the WB? The CW made a gritty reboot of Archie called Riverdale. Yeah. I would watch, yeah. I'd, I'd watch the Teen Rascals get into some shit, you know? Teen drama episode. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. They still have the He-Man Woman Haters Club and it's, you know, causing a lot of trouble in their high school. Yeah, but like Porky has bulimia and Froggy brings a gun, <laughs> brings a gun to school. <laughs> Instead of a frog, that's the equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> then I whipped out my lizard. <laughs> oh, yeah, he had a lizard. <laughs> Porky had that. Damn it. Porky, right? Yeah. Oh, Porky, I don't know. There's a bunch <laughs> of names that all blurred together. There are a lot of names of this. but oh, uh, Porky and Spanky, I just get mixed them up. Yeah, Spanky, I don't want to know what you have to do as a child to get that nickname. Yeah, well, spanked a lot, right? And it's only guess, a dad yeah. household, I guess, because... As the founder of the He-Man Woman Haters Club, I can't imagine his mother's present. Yeah, he, he comes from a, to a toxically masculine background. Yeah. That's what he knows. All right, John, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, fuck, I just ran over my toe. 
tell me again where we can find you. <laughs> Roller chair. It sounds like a great idea until you come in without shoes. Yeah, um, thanks again for having me. Uh, is, your, is your toe okay? Should we cover that? It'll be fine. Okay. Uh, yeah, thanks again. Uh, yeah. O-Deary, O-H underscore Deary, D-E-A-R-Y on Twitter, Instagram. Um, Make Up or Break Up podcast. Check it out. I'm really proud of it. It's an awesome podcast where you bring on real couples and basically ask them instigating questions to try to turn them against each other. I will. I'll. I'll have to put that descriptor in the beginning because I in the intro because I've seen Make Up or Break Up live and it is so much goddamn fun. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it it it, it adapted to a to a podcast well from a game show. I think, mm-hmm. although I miss some of the stuff from the game show. Hopefully, we bring the game show back eventually. I will say, related to the He Man Woman Haters Club, you can feel a definite split in the room of all all the gals are rooting for the gals and all the guys are rooting for the guys. Yeah. Well, we just had a live show uh at punchline this past week and the couple did their argument and uh i would say it was a uh, maybe 60 40 mm. female to male audience and uh the male the uh, we do a game judge the male <laughs> <laughs> we say i don't know but uh we, uh we do a game called judge jury and x where the couple ha- has an argument on stage and then the audience decides whose side they took and the dude was like, oh, do we think he won? And dead silence, like crickets. <laughs> and then, oh, do we? Th-? And I was like, there's still time. There's still we could still come around. And did she win? And it was uh, unanimous, I guess. Wow. Yeah. So they're so much better at arguing than us. Again, I would love. <laughs> I would love to be on that with my wife because she, uh, she, she thinks she's better than me, and she's right most of the time. But it would be fun. It would be fun getting to play the heel in that. Oh, yeah. And I love hosting as a heel, too, is great. But just, you know, because the idea is we want you to break up. So we're assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just wrapped season one and season two will be around soon. And hopefully, like I said, we can get the live show going again soon because I want to do I want to do this more. I'm proud of it. It's a great show. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. And would be what would be a good way to follow that? Because I know on Instagram, isn't it like a Mubu Kismet oh, yeah, for I guess I uh, make up or break up? Plug that. It's I think it's mubu kismet now for instagram and tiktok m-u-b-u kismet i don't even know if there's a space i'm checking because that's how i don't think there is no, i think no. i don't think you can put a space in like it's like twitter where it's like has to be a full thing oh mubu podcast m-u-b-u podcast mubu podcast guys go follow them uh john thank you so much man this is a lot of fun appreciate it man thank you you're better at plugs than me too that's smart <laughs> It's a, I, I have a lot. I, I'm always uh, bringing people on who have so much more to promote than I do. I have this <laughs> podcast to promote, so it doesn't do me any. Guys, listen to Kill Your Gods. Tell all your friends, please. Share, like, and subscribe. <laughs> all right. Uh, have a good day, everybody.